Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There are many politicians who you could hold responsible and hold to account for the mayhem that Britain has gone through over the last few years. What you could describe as the great chaos since 2016, which is as you've lived through it, you're probably aware, just constant chaos, tumult, turmoil. Now, you could argue Boris Johnson. I mean, he's like the obvious one that comes in people's heads as the big villain of our times, a obvious charlatan, a liar, uh, someone who, in terms of Brexit, cynically backs the Leave campaign for his own political ends, given he penned a column supporting Remain, someone whose political record is drenched in cynical deceit. You could make a case for someone like Theresa May, who, again, like a lot of these villains, gets rehabilitated when, once more, her whole career was based on baiting and scapegoating migrants, which obviously fueled a lot of what happened in the referendum campaign and the aftermath in terms of the chaos. David Cameron, obviously, as the man who was the key figure in the Tory government 2010 onwards. Um, you'd argue the book stops with him. Tony Blair, I mean, you could say New Labour did a lot of good, but their failure to address the massive damage done to our social fabric by Thatcherism helped fuel a lot of the resentment, which later fueled the chaos from 2016 onwards. But also, um, if you look at what happened by 2010... The political atmosphere and everything from immigration to to public spending to the welfare state had declined very, very badly, which enabled the Tories to manipulate those sentiments. But I'm going for George Osborne. And I say George Osborne because what I'm interested in, what I think about a lot, is the rehabilitation of monsters. So these are architects of calamity who are now treated as wise and sightful political observers who speak in a detached fascinating way about current events or suddenly held in high self-esteem a really striking example of that is george w bush a war criminal who i think his record is more egregious than that of donald trump certainly more violent uh, who oversaw the catastrophe of iraq of afghanistan the terrible and horrific human rights abuses up to and including torture guantanamo to abu Ghraib. Uh, but now because he doesn't basically tweet in a vulgar way like Donald Trump, he's treated as a kind of, oh, this is where the Republicans were sort of oh, respectable and all the rest of it. Absolutely absurd. Now, with, with George Osborne, I, I'm talking about George Osborne because he keeps popping up, for example, on the Andrew Neil show. We'll have a little listen to him um, in a second. Um, as this kind of interesting observer of what's going on with the Tories and in British politics in general. Now, you might legitimately argue, as I've said, David Cameron was the Prime Minister who appointed George Osborne. I get that, but the two were a duo. It was their joint project. And Osborne was the architect of the nitty-gritty of the cruelty of that period, and therefore, I think, holds responsibility for what happened afterwards, and yet is, as I've said, rehabilitated. So... You know, as well as, as I 
various jobs raking it in. He's this pundit on the Andrew Neil show. Let's just have a little listen to him this week. Since Rishi Sunak's claim to government is competence, you know, that's why the Conservative Party reversed the choice on Liz Truss and put him in. Uh, he does need to, and his ministers need to, diffuse all of these different issues. The queues, which I think, you know, you mentioned things like passports, driving licenses, that is out there every day in people's daily experience. And it really annoys Really people. annoys, and, it's, and it doesn't get to the front pages of the newspapers, but it's an enormous daily frustration. There's the strikes, not just on the railways. You know, we've got a nurse's strike coming up. Uh, we've got the problems on, of the protesters on the roads. We've got the small boats across the track. Yeah, there's a general sense, you know, the government's not in control of events, and that is so dangerous for a government. Now, I don't hold a candle for Rishi Sunak. Not going to surprise you there. But the mess the Tories are in didn't just happen because Truss, Liz Truss did an admittedly pretty spectacular job at crashing uh, the British economy because of a ideological desire to hand rich people lots of money. But I, but I also... I should add another caveat. I don't think you can reduce Britain's problems to individuals. I don't believe in what's called the great man view of history, which sees social and political events as being dictated by kind of powerful people at the top. Um, it's a broken economic and social order, which has been in place now for four decades, uh, which prioritises markets and profit over human needs and aspirations that I think is responsible uh, for, the, for the general mess. But Osborne is the man who introduced, obviously, an ideologically driven austerity programme, justified with horrifying warnings that Britain would go bankrupt to become like Greece. And I really think you cannot understand the chaos which we are still living under unless you go back to that. That is the main reason that we suffered so much political uh, turmoil in this country. Now... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. He argued at the time he had no choice. Britain would go bankrupt, go the way of Greece. Total nonsense. The cost of borrowing at the time was on the floor. Britain had permission from the markets to borrow, to invest and reflate the economy. And Osborne said, oh, no, we can't do that. The credit agencies will slash our rating and then the cost of borrowing will soar. Well, because of his policies, our credit rating was slashed. And guess what happened? The cost of borrowing went down. What were the consequences of that austerity? Well, the longest squeeze in wages since the, the early 19th century. Uh, per pupil funding slashed, sixth forms devastated. Acts of vandalism 
on the future of the country because if you wage war which is what he did on the potential of the next generation then you're waging war on the potential of your own country for generations to come i'm afraid to say nhs funding the longest squeeze in its budget since the nhs was founded back in the 1940s as a proportion of britain's economy that is that left us monstrously underprepared for the pandemic because as it is huge extra pressures we have an aging population people living longer though unfortunately life expectancy increases have ground to a halt but people have been living longer that puts pre we have a bigger aging population that puts pressure on the nhs but because its funding was squeezed the nhs massively underprepared for that uh, for, for any great crisis such as the pandemic which is why we suffered partly such a terrible uh, death toll uh, the cuts to benefits which were so sadistic they ended up being too much even for Ian Duncan Smith. Ian Duncan Smith. The benefit cap, for example, which he introduced was a classic example of him deploying cruel policies purely as a means to cause mayhem for the Labour Party. So the benefit cap introduced um, in a demagogue way to go, well, why should people out of work claim, you know, get more money than people in work, which is a nonsense because people in work are also eligible to claim in work benefits if they have a certain um, income and the reason there were some people claiming higher benefits is because landlords charge rip-off rents in particular in certain parts um, of for example London not least so it's punishing often vulnerable people for landlords being rip-off merchants um, things like the two-child rule where tax credits were cut for those who have more than two kids literally driving or helping to drive working families into poverty just because they have maybe three or four kids. I'm from a family of four. I don't think there's anything perverse about that. His policies of divide and rule, in which he tried to turn vulnerable people against each other, like the low paid against the unemployed. So, for example, he said, where is the fairness, we ask, for the shift worker leaving home in the dark hours of the early morning? He looks up at the closed blinds of the next-door neighbour, sleeping off a life on benefits. This idea of tapping into the sense that many exploited workers have, that they're paid little, their bosses screw them over, but they shouldn't be angry with their boss. Instead, they should think to themselves, well, actually, the real villains are unemployed people or people out of work who are taking the mick uh, because they're lazy scroungers. Uh, which is obviously not the reality for the vast majority of people, in particularly in that period, who are out of work. He did the same, trying to turn private sector workers against public sector workers, always going on about like gold-plated public sector pensions, which was a nonsense. They generally tended to be pensions of like four grand or something. And it was this idea of, don't be angry that you're being mugged, be angry that your next-door neighbour hasn't been mugged quite as much as you have. This idea of a race to the bottom, that instead of improving private sector pensions, you should wage war on public sector pensions uh, instead so everybody ends up poorer and therefore that gets rid of the resentment of private sector workers because they're like oh well you're on the same boat as me now your pension's terrible just like me so now i can be happy now all of his politics and economic policies fueled massive uh, resentment it stripped people of optimism because if your living standards stagnate and decline um then you lose hope in a better future for you and your kids and a fascinating academic paper found that the UK government's austerity measures of 2010 um, may have boosted leave support by as much as 10 percentage points and therefore were critical in getting leave over the line. So the whole chaos of the referendum uh, result and the aftermath has everything to do with George Osborne's austerity cuts. And his whole kind of, oh, let's just keep slashing taxes on the rich, which he did. He cut the top rate of tax and he cut corporation tax. 
Liz Truss just took that to its logical conclusion. It was this idea, she kept going on about, oh, broken economic model of the last generation delivering stagnant growth. Correct. That's the period we've had Thatcherism, which she didn't seem to add. But she was just doubling down on Osbornomics. Everyone seemed to have missed that point. It wasn't like Liz Truss's economic program was completely novel and all the rest of it. So, George Osborne, he is the man above any other politician who's responsible for the chaos and the mayhem that we've suffered over the last few years. And yet he is treated by the media as a respectable, wise commentator on current events. And this is why we never, if you like, learn from the injustices of the past and why they keep repeating themselves, because nobody is ever held to account for what this country has gone through. Run over. Please like, subscribe. I'll see you next time.